The Law School of America. A misdemeanor is any lesser criminal act in some common law legal systems. Misdemeanors are generally punished less severely than more serious felonies, but theoretically more so than administrative infractions, also known as minor, petty, or summary offenses, and regulatory offenses. Typically, misdemeanors are punished with monetary fines or community service. Distinction between felonies and misdemeanors. A misdemeanor is considered a crime of lesser seriousness, and a felony one of greater seriousness. The maximum punishment for a misdemeanor is less than that for a felony under the principle that the punishment should fit the crime. One standard for measurement is the degree to which a crime affects others or society. Measurements of the degree of seriousness of a crime have been developed. In the United States, the federal government generally considers a crime punishable with incarceration for not more than one year, or lesser penalty, to be a misdemeanor. All other crimes are considered felonies. Many states also employ the same or a similar distinction. The distinction between felonies and misdemeanors has been abolished by several common law jurisdictions, notably the UK and Australia. These jurisdictions have generally adopted some other classification. In the UK the substance of the original distinction remains only slightly altered. In the Commonwealth nations of Australia, Canada, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom, the crimes are divided into summary offences and indictable offences. The Republic of Ireland, a former member of the Commonwealth, also uses these divisions. In some jurisdictions, those who are convicted of a misdemeanor are known as misdemeanants, as contrasted with those convicted of a felony who are known as felons. Depending on the jurisdiction, examples of misdemeanors may include, petty theft, prostitution, public intoxication, simple assault, disorderly conduct, trespass, shoplifting, vandalism, reckless driving, indecent exposure, and possession of cannabis for personal use. When a misdemeanor becomes a felony. In the United States, even if a criminal charge for the defendant's conduct is normally a misdemeanor, sometimes a repeat offender will be charged with a felony offense. For example, the first time a person commits certain crimes, such as spousal assault, it is normally a misdemeanor, but the second time it may become a felony. Other misdemeanors may be upgraded to felonies based on context. For example, in some jurisdictions the crime of indecent exposure might normally be classified as a misdemeanor, but be charged as a felony when committed in front of a minor. Penalties. Misdemeanors usually do not result in the restriction of civil rights, but may result in loss of privileges, such as professional licenses, public offices, or public employment. Such effects are known as the collateral consequences of criminal charges. This is more common when the misdemeanor is related to the privilege in question, such as the loss of a taxi driver's license after a conviction for reckless driving, or when the misdemeanor is deemed to involve moral turpitude, and in general is evaluated on a case-by-case basis. United States In the United States, misdemeanors are typically crimes with a maximum punishment of 12 months of incarceration, typically in a local jail as contrasted with felons, who are typically incarcerated in a prison. Jurisdictions such as Massachusetts are a notable exception, the maximum punishment of some misdemeanors there is up to 2.5 years. People who are convicted of misdemeanors are often punished with probation, community service, short jail term, or part-time incarceration such as a sentence that may be served on the weekends. The United States Constitution provides that the president may be impeached and subsequently removed from office if found guilty by Congress for high crimes and misdemeanors. As used in the Constitution, the term misdemeanor refers broadly to criminal acts as opposed to employing the felony misdemeanor distinction used in modern criminal codes. The definition of what constitutes high crimes and misdemeanors for purposes of impeachment is left to the judgment of Congress. Misdemeanor classes. Depending on the jurisdiction, several classes of misdemeanors may exist. The forms of punishment can vary widely between those classes. 
For example, the federal and some state governments in the United States divide misdemeanors into several classes, with certain classes punishable by jail time and others carrying only a fine. In New York law, a Class A misdemeanor carries a maximum sentence of one year of imprisonment, while a Class B misdemeanor shall not exceed three months. Unclassified misdemeanors. In the United States, when a statute does not specify the class of a misdemeanor, it may be referred to as an unclassified misdemeanor. Legislators usually enact such laws when they wish to impose penalties that fall outside the framework specified by each class. For example, Virginia has four classes of misdemeanors, with Class 1 and Class 2 misdemeanors being punishable by 12-month and 6-month jail sentences, respectively, and Class 3 and Class 4 misdemeanors being non-jail offenses payable by fines. New York has three classes of misdemeanors, A, B, and unclassified. England and Wales. All distinctions between felony and misdemeanor were abolished by Section 1-1 of the Criminal Law Act 1967. A summary offense or petty offense is a violation in some common law jurisdictions that can be proceeded against summarily, without the right to a jury trial and or indictment, required for an indictable offense. In the law of the United States, petty offenses are typically those that carry the lightest maximum penalty. United States. In law of the United States, there are certain minor or petty offenses that may be proceeded against summarily, and without a jury these include criminal citations. Any offense that is punishable by the controlling law for more than six months of imprisonment must have some means for a jury trial. Some states, such as California, provide that all defendants are entitled to a jury trial, irrespective of the nature of their offenses. Some states provide that in all cases the defendant may demand a jury trial. Under Section 316 of the Immigration and Nationality Act, INA, a person convicted of a petty offense can be naturalized as a citizen of the United States. Contempt of court is considered a prerogative of the court, as the requirement of a jury does not apply to contempts committed in disobedience of any lawful writ, process, order, rule, decree, or command entered in any suit or action brought or prosecuted in the name of, or on behalf of, the United States there have been criticisms over the practice. In particular, Supreme Court Justice Hugo Black wrote in a 1964 dissent, It is high time, in my judgment, to wipe out root and branch the judge-invented and judge-maintained notion that judges can try criminal contempt cases without a jury. Canada. In Canada, summary offenses are referred to as summary conviction offenses. As in other jurisdictions, summary conviction offenses are considered less serious than indictable offenses because they are punishable by shorter prison sentences and smaller fines. These offenses appear both in the federal laws of Canada and in the legislation of Canada's provinces and territories. For summary conviction offenses that fall under the jurisdiction of the federal government, which includes all criminal law, Section 787 of the Criminal Code specifies that, unless another punishment is provided for by law, the maximum penalty for a summary conviction offense is a sentence of two years less a day of imprisonment, a fine of $5,000 or both. As a matter of practical effect, some common differences between summary conviction and indictable offenses are provided below. Summary conviction offenses. Accused must be charged with a summary conviction within one year after the act happened. Limitation periods are set out in the criminal code. The police can arrest under summary conviction without an arrest warrant if found committing a summary offense notwithstanding S. 495-2C of the criminal code. If the police do not find committing a summary offense, an arrest warrant is required. Accused does not have to submit fingerprints when charged under summary conviction. Appeals of summary conviction offenses go first to the highest trial court within the jurisdiction, for example, Provincial Superior Court in Alberta is the Court of Queen's Bench. After Provincial Superior Court a further appeal would go to the Provincial Court of Appeal, 
for example, the Court of Appeal of Alberta, and then finally to the Supreme Court of Canada, but as a practical matter very few summary convictions are ever heard by the Supreme Court of Canada. Accused convicted under summary conviction are eligible for a pardon after five years provided the accused is not convicted of any further offenses during that period. Always tried in a provincial court, cannot be joined with an indictable offense in a superior court. Indictable offenses. There is no time limit to when charges can be laid, such that an accused can be charged at any time after an act has occurred. The exception to this point is treason, which has a three-year limitation period. Police do not require a warrant to arrest under an indictable offense, CS.495 on a criminal code. Accused has to submit fingerprints when required to appear to answer to an indictable offense. Appeals always go to the Provincial Court of Appeal first, and then on to the Supreme Court of Canada. Accused convicted under an indictable offense can apply for a pardon after 10 years. United Kingdom. In relation to England and Wales, the expression summary trial means a trial in the magistrate's court. In such proceedings there is no jury, the appointed judge, or a panel of three lay magistrates, decides the guilt or innocence of the accused. Each summary offense is specified by statute which describes the, usually minor, offense and the judge to hear it. A summary procedure can result in a summary conviction. A summary offense is one which, if charged to an adult, can only be tried by summary procedure. Similar procedures are also used in Scotland. Certain offences that may be tried in a Crown Court, by jury, may be required to be tried summarily if the value involved is small. Such offences are still considered either way offences, so are not thereby summary offences in the meaning of that term defined by statute. Contrarywise, certain summary offences may in certain circumstances be tried on indictment along with other offences that are themselves indictable. They do not thereby become indictable offences or either way offences but remain summary offences, though tried by jury. Sir William Blackstone, in his Commentaries on the Laws of England, 1765-1769, describes summary offences thus. By a summary proceeding I mean principally such as is directed by several acts of Parliament, for the common law is a stranger to it, unless in the case of contempts, for the conviction of offenders, and the inflicting of certain penalties created by those acts of Parliament. In these there is no intervention of a jury, but the party accused is acquitted or condemned by the suffrage of such person only, as the statute has appointed for his judge. An institution designed professedly for the greater ease of the subject, by doing him speedy justice, and by not harassing the freeholders with frequent and troublesome attendances to try every minute offence. But it has of late been so far extended, as, if a check be not timely given, to threaten the disuse of our admirable and truly English trial by jury, unless only in capital cases. In the United Kingdom, trials for summary offences are heard in one of a number of types of lower court. For England and Wales this is the Magistrates Court. In Scotland, it is the Sheriff Court or Justice of the Peace Court, depending on the offence, the latter being primarily for the most minor of offences. Northern Ireland has its own Magistrates Court system. The Law School of America The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation incorporated under a Creative Commons attribution, share alike license. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America